Do your friends tell you you should start your own podcast? Or are you the friend that has a great idea for a show but don't know how to get it started? Now's the time to take it to the next level with Self Made, the podcast edition. Podcast One and Launchpad One are giving you the opportunity to become the next great podcaster. Compete for a year-long contract worth $100,000 with Podcast One, the biggest podcast network in the business. If you have an existing podcast or you're looking to start your own, Self Made is for you. Open submissions are happening now through September 3rd. Go to launchpad1.com slash self-made to learn more. See official rules and sign up for your chance to win. That's launchpadone.com slash self-made. Today on the Callahan Podcast, well, he's doing it again. Tom Brady is marching his way toward another Super Bowl. It'll only be his 10th if he goes to the Super Bowl. He is now 14-2 and two in the division round after beating Drew Brees, who, by the way, is getting old. He's 42. He's old. He's done. Tom Brady is going strong. We will talk about that game and the other game. Patrick Mahomes, is he going to bounce back from uh, a bell ringer? He got a concussion. He'll play. We'll see how he how he looks. But a couple of great conference championship games coming up this weekend. And uh, before that, we have a new president coming in, and we have the whole world locked down, really locked down. We'll tell you how silly that is, and we'll tell you, give you the latest on the insurrectionists in D.C. We'll get into all that with our guy, Turtle Boy, and we'll check in with Ryan Glassbeagle from Outkick, all on today's Callahan Podcast, brought to you, as always, by D.C.U. Do you love your car but hate your car payment? No problem. Refinance your car today with D.C.U., and they can help lower your monthly payment, lower your interest rate, or both. Applying is easy, and their loan experts will help you find the loan term and the payment that fits into your budget. Get out of that high-rate loan and get the interest rate and the payment you deserve from DCU. Learn more and apply today at dcu.org slash refinance. Insured by NCUA. Membership required. All right, Colin, let's do this. This is the Jerry Callahan Podcast. Uh, you think by now we'd be uh, we'd be used to it. you think by now we'd be... Uh, be, be uh, immune to uh, being surprised, the shock of Tom Brady winning a football game, winning a playoff game. I mean, I I picked him in this game. Most people did. Um, he won. He's won two playoff games. Um, he's heading to the NFC Championship game, his 14th conference championship game, I believe. And it's just amazing. If you look at in the divisional round, Turtle Boy, Tom Brady is 14 and 2 in his career. In the postseason, he is 32 and 11. He's got 43 playoff games. I believe the second uh, guy on that list, he's number one. And then, then, then it's Adam Vinatieri, then it's Steven Goskowski, then it's Jerry Rice. What were his two losses? Uh, played uh, in the division round. I don't know. Why don't you look that up while I'm going through some of the numbers? Uh, you, you just want to. Uh, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Sorry. I'm just curious. You said that. Anyway. Two losses. Okay, Dave, could you look up his two I'm division round up. losses? One has to be to Baltimore. Baltimore is yeah. always the answer. 2010 Jets. Is that one? Um, and 2010 Jets. And 2005 Broncos. Uh, here, here's the amazing thing. He's going into Green Bay. Uh, it's going to be 20 degrees snowing. Um, the, obviously, Tampa Bay has a one fewer day to, to rest and heal up. They have to travel. They played one more game than Green Bay. Uh, Green Bay was the best team in the NFC, and it feels like everybody's going to pick Tom Brady. It's just the, the magic of Brady. You look at it and you say, somehow he'll find a way to win. He wasn't great yesterday. He was, I mean, he was a hell of a lot better than Drew Brees, but there was no 
real, you know, magic yesterday in this win. He just didn't make any big mistakes like Breeze did, right? Yeah, basically. I mean, I mean, Breeze was awful. It was we think it's going to be like a forty-one-year-old man. Drew Breeze did right. Forty-two. He's forty-two, and Breeze, and Breeze I believe, and Breeze is we think retiring. I, you thought I thought this was the year, Jerry, because of the, he had Jacob Blake on his helmet at the beginning. Of the year. Right. I thought he was going to win one, with Jacob. I tweeted that out at the end. I said the, the only thing uh, left here is for him to apologize one more time before going out the door. Uh, this is hard to believe. It's the same season that Drew Brees um, has created this unbelievable controversy because he said he would never kneel for the anthem. He said, in tribute to his grandfathers who both fought in World War II, he said he would always stand. It's just he, and it, and people went nuts. And his teammates, Malcolm Jenkins and and that stiff Michael Thomas who had zero catches were ripping their quarterback because he said, I don't want to kneel for the anthem. And then what did Breeze have to do? Go on the apology tour, donate $5 million to some inner city charity in New Orleans, and then put Jacob Blake, a uh, accused rapist um, uh, uh, on his helmet. That this is the same season. <laughs> I'm thinking, that's a hell. That's how his season began, and yesterday's season ended with him throwing twenty-seven picks and uh, you know, kind of walking off the field defeated, or, or or going back out on the field with his kids. And and Brady comes out and starts throwing the ball around. If you if you haven't seen it, it's pretty cool. This video of Brady going out and playing catch with uh, Drew Brees' sons, and uh, they were probably you know good to have nice to have a you know a real quarterback throw them the ball for a change but what a way for drew Brees to go out i felt bad for him i mean i really do he hasn't he hasn't uh confirmed it officially right jay glazer no, no, tried to take it, that but uh, if he doesn't retire it's kind of like all that sentimental bullshit was just for show yeah he's crying looking back one more time telling Jameis winston on the way out this is your team no this is your team you gotta retire after something like that you can't just you're like no, psych- the, the only thing is, can you imagine that's the way you go at your last pass as a pick? Ugh. Your last game is the you mean, like, worst like, game. The Patriots, the worst game you played in years, Drew Brees, and you know it. It seemed like he, he was. You know, you're, you're right. He seemed old. He couldn't throw deep. I mean, they didn't throw deep at all, and he just threw some horrendous picks. He never got into any kind of rhythm. You kept waiting for Breeze to just start picking apart the Tampa defense. It never happened. It was uncomfortable. And, and their, you know, their best play, <laughs> their, their only big play, Breeze is on the bench and uh, Jameis Winston's in there at, at wide out and they run the reverse and throw deep and, and they have one wide open receiver deep. And that was the only time, the only big play. Breeze wasn't on the field. It was, but you know what? You're right. This is how it's supposed to end. You're supposed to, when you're that age, you're supposed to lose the ability to throw deep. You're supposed to be you know, less accurate. It's supposed to be, you know, time takes its toll. And it, it has on Drew Brees, just like it did on, on Peyton Manning, just like it did on Eli Manning, like it is doing on to, to, to Ben Roethlisberger and Phillip Rivers and everybody else except Tom Brady. By the way, Tom Brady, last uh, divisional loss. Uh, well, not last, but 2005, I think, is the one you're looking for against the Broncos. Okay. And 2010 against the Jets. Remember Correct. 2010 against the Jets in 2005. Yep. Terrible year. And then and the, now he goes on. And here's here's the way I look at this week is there's a lot of guys on Tampa, like anybody, like any human being. They'd be like, oh, man, that's that's asking a lot. Going into Green Bay when it's cold and it's windy and it's the, the, the Packers and it's Aaron Rodgers. 
and they're a little nervous and they're a little uh, they're dreading it a little bit. I would I mean, that's what he, a normal human being would be like. Tom Brady is good, like looking forward. He's excited. He thinks he's going to go in there and win. He is going to win. You're, you're convinced that Brady's yeah, going. What would make you think he's not? He's won six in a row. He's playing some of the best, not the best football of his life because he's Tom Brady, but some of the best football of his life. It just seems like it's destiny to be either him against Mahomes would be an awesome one, like the, the changing of the guard, or him against the Bills because how many times Tom Brady has a long and storied history with the Buffalo Bills, and that would be fa- a fantastic story. Like no matter what happens, Tom Brady against either of those would be a dramatically better storyline, in my opinion, than Aaron Rodgers versus. The, the fact is, the NFL can't lose, and it's amazing that uh, we're looking at you know like the 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 toll the virus and all the lockdowns took on sports, and you saw it with. Uh, you know, baseball, most people I know didn't even you know watch any baseball this year, last year, whatever. And basketball, they had a little tournament in Orlando. No one watched. Ratings plummeted. Now I guess they're playing again. The NBA and the NHL, no one's really paying attention. The NFL, on the other hand, look what they're going to get. They're going to get either, you know, Mahomes versus Rodgers, Mahomes versus Brady, uh, Josh Allen versus Brady and Rodgers. They're going to get a great Super Bowl. This is uh, th- These are two great conference championship games. Hell, I don't know uh, what the ratings will be, you know, like everywhere, but I think Rodgers versus Brady, that has to top any Patriot game yeah. all season, right? I mean, it has to top any Patriot game without Brady. Are they, um, are they diehard, the flag people? Are, they, are we still boycotting this, Jerry? Uh, no, no. Okay. Well, okay. I never did. I don't do boycotts. All I can do is laugh when I think about stuff like that. I'm like, these games are so good. This is going to be so awesome. And there's probably 10 morons out there who are like, I'm not watching because America, they don't stand for the flag. It's like it was just all you had to do was just suck it up and deal with that early in the season and just get over it. And here we are now. We got a good product. Yeah. And I mean, hey, I, 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 I was thinking that yesterday watching um, Breeze go out thinking, you know, these, these a-holes on his own team made him go on that apology tour. It wasn't guys from other teams or, you know, Shannon Sharp, some moron in the, uh, in the media or Skip Bayless. It was, it was Malcolm Jenkins and Michael Thomas and other players on his own team just ruined him to the point where he had to put Jacob Blake's name on a helmet. It's not on there anymore though. Is it? I didn't, I didn't see it there last night. I don't know. I, I think I think he's he's moved on to something more meaningful. Like the it says in the end zone in New Orleans. You see, they have painted in the end zone. It says "Advance Social Justice." That's what it says in one end zone. And I think the other one is "End Racism." So they have some real profound messages. Are there any that has has any progress been made towards ending racism? That's we got a good a question. Talk, right? you know, well, yeah, tomorrow Wednesday, it's all over. You know, we ended the racism. We got rid of you know the. The Proud Boys. When did racism end? That's my question. Does it ever end, or how does this work? What's the how racism, do you work? Well, I I know today's Martin Luther King Day, so you're going to see a lot of uh, okay. you know think pieces on TV or maybe on online. And I mean, all I'll say is you know, Happy Martin Luther King Day. He would be a Republican today if he were if he were still alive. If he were in his prime today, there's no doubt he'd be a Republican because his message is the exact opposite of the message you get from the Democrats that. Judge a man on the content of his character, not the color of his skin. Their message is just the opposite. It's everything is about skin color. Everything is about race and identity. 
I, I can't imagine Martin Luther King would fit in the modern. No, Martin Luther King would alive today. He'd have a podcast with Candace Owens. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He'd be, he'd be going on Tucker tonight and railing against all these, uh, be so uh cabinet, these cabinet appointees, which are based almost entirely on race or Kamala Harris, Kamala Harris. Now the, the media is doing all these tributes to Kamala and they'll do a whole thing about her. And they, uh, yeah, I don't know if you've saw, if you saw the Jane, uh, Jane Pauley interview. I tweeted out a clip. It's sickening. She, Jane Pauley is just fawning over her, asking her about wearing Chuck Taylor's. I don't know if you, oh you God, just, saw that. And the yeah, two of them giggling together. Um, no, I was raised to understand. <laughs> I eat no. F- oh God, it's just nauseating. And they're just giggling. And Jane Pauley is, she's like a child in in the presence of her hero. She's like, she's, it's like watching uh, a. Dave Conan in, in the presence of uh, Jared Carabas or somebody from Barstool. I mean, just weak knees. That video, and, Barry, the one you just played there, of, you know, them tickling her feet or whatever. That's what's going to piss me off more than anything the next four years. is isn't like Joe Biden or Kamala Harris herself. It's going to be watching the media not do their job and kiss their ass. The same media that's been whining about how Trump won't answer our hard questions. And we're, it's our job to figure out the truth and all this shit. That's what you're going to see. Converse questions. And that's going to piss me off more than anything. Well, get used to it, brother. Cause it's going to get so bad. The, the media, I, I mean, I know they will be bad, but they don't even care about like the look, you know, the look of a, a veteran news person like Jane Pauley or, uh, or uh, what's the the other old lady with uh, that was walking around with um with Nancy Pelosi, um, Leslie Stahl? I mean, they don't care. Their side won. They're thrilled. They they don't care that it looks bad. That it's not real journalism. I tweeted this last night. I thought it was a pretty uh, pretty good observation. I said you'll hear the name Chuck Taylor more than the name Tony Bobolinsky uh, from from oh, the media in the oh, next cool. four years. Uh, you know Chuck. Uh, and, and consider this, Kamala Harris is there, I was going to say for one reason, but for two reasons. You know, she was there because she's a woman, she's a woman yeah. and she's a woman of color. Yeah. And that's it. I mean, she was a disaster. There's no voters that support her. There's not, she's not popular. She lost to, to uh, you know, Elizabeth Warren. She didn't even make it to the first state. So she was summarily rejected by Democrat voters, but she checks two boxes, and that's all that mattered. And she's absolutely the loathsome character, with fake laugher and fake everything. She's the fakest. Well, nobody's fake. Why this? Like her being vice president, Jerry. This is a blessing in disguise in the long run. Like Trump is not the future of the party. Trumpism is. And we need like a villain. We need a bad villain. Joe Biden is not that villain enough. Kamala Harris is. So there, we all agree Joe Biden ain't making it to 2024. He doesn't have the cognitive ability to that. We want Kamala to be president. We want us to give them the worst that they have to offer. And that is her because that's how you win back the White House. You make them look insane. Right. And and she, I, my over-under is 18 months. Maybe it's a little generous. Maybe it's less uh, after that video of Biden over the weekend of him just stammering and stumbling around the stage. That'll be fun to watch. I haven't, you know, been, uh, I don't want to say hate the president. I didn't, I don't hate the president. I feel bad for him, to be honest with you, the new president. It's going to be entertaining watch them, watching them prop him up and pretend like he's, he's coherent and he's lucid when he's not. And then 
pretend like they're not looking forward to the day that he steps down for medical reasons. She steps up and they can all celebrate because the new president doesn't have a penis. You know, that, that's gonna... celebrate though. If you don't get like, the, do we celebrate Jerry Ford in this party? Cause she would be Jerry Ford. It would be like, so oh, no. she'd be Jerry Ford. If Jerry Ford didn't have a penis, don't you understand? Uh, right, the penis factor. I forgot. Yeah, about I figured, you got to consider the penis factor. Plus, all right. plus her dad comes from Jamaica and her mother comes from Southeast Asia. They don't even like her. Are they even going to the inauguration? That's her true. That's a good question. I want to get to the inauguration. I her parents, I wouldn't like her either. <laughs> that's right. Her father, her father was not happy when she joked about smoking weed, you know, cause she's Jamaican. He doesn't like that stereotype and I don't blame him. Uh, but they don't like her. Well, I mean, no one likes her. I mean, let's be honest. Nobody likes her. I bet you even her husband sitting there with Jane Pauley was just pretending. And I want to get to the inaugural because it's just the biggest. It's This is the biggest uh, show. That's all it is, a show. They, they're like security, like armed security fences around the state capitol in Massachusetts because they're pretending that there's going to be some armed invasion, but we'll get to insurrection, but I want to get back to, uh, to, to uh, the NFL because I thought it was great. And I love wild, wild card weekends. Okay. But divisional weekend is the best weekend of sports, the best weekend of, of football when you could just, you know, there's just four games, one after another pressures on, I mean, it's just the best TV sports weekend and watching watching Brady against Breeze, I'm, I was rooting for Brady to advance just because he's Brady and, and just because the story is just so amazing. And I can't get past this. You sit there, and, and, and you know, I was wrong. I said it for weeks now. I thought Brady was going to get old and, you know, get banged up. Toward the end of the year, I thought he would struggle. I thought he'd have a good year, but he would struggle at the end of the year. You know what? I thought he'd be like Drew Breeze, Drew Breeze, where, or, 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 you know, guys like Ben Roethlisberger, guys who get banged up, and when you're 43, it's just so much harder to get ready for a game and not get, you know, not have those after effects of 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 the of, of getting well, why banged is up. Lasting so long, Jerry. It's because what, Jerry, can, you, can you move forward a little and speak? What, why? Why is he? What has made Brady so great for so long? It's that it's not only that he can throw. It's that he has an, a great ability to get rid of the ball and avoid getting hit. He knows he's not afraid to just throw a ridiculous looking pass. At somebody's feet, he knows exactly when the pressure. That's like twenty oh eight taught him something. Okay, and now he's ne- he never ever let that happen again for the rest of his career. Whereas every other quarterback in the NFL can't seem to do that. They always get. I mean, Drew Brees has broken every single rib in his body. Uh, I don't know how he has any left at this. So he point. broke he broke eleven ribs this season. So maybe we should cut him some slack because you know, again, when you're forty two, those hurt more. It takes it's harder to get over it. And I thought Brady, but. It's just the opposite. Brady, I mean, he didn't have a great game again yesterday. It wasn't great, but he wasn't. But he just looks so fresh. I mean, he looked, first of all, he looks, you know, younger. He looks like he's about 28. Um, but he looks so fresh. And when you see him after the game, just running around hugging Alex Guerrero, it, it amazes me that more guys don't try to do what he does. Turtle boy. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. if you're Ben Roethlisberger, I guess you've made $200 million or Eli Manning, you made 200-something million, you won Super Bowls, you don't feel the need to do that. But if you're a young quarterback and you want to play and, and, and you know for a long time and stay healthy and stay pliable, 
why don't you do what Brady did? Why don't more guys do what Brady does? What do you mean by do like do that in terms of like literally the exact regimen that Brady? No, well, do some after shit. Like do like you know Tom Brady is the Bitcoin of the NFL. Like he's like just thinking outside the box, doing something weird and crazy, and it's just like why not? For, like why not? I mean, it's clearly worked out. You guys made fun of him for years. Kirk used to hate. Alex Guerrero, call him Wish Doctor, but guess what? He's going to outlast Ben Roethlisberger, who's going to outlast Phil Rivers, Eli Manning, Drew Brees, you name it. The guy, quarterback's five, six years younger than him. He's still going to be playing, and they I, I, I pointed this out. He's, uh, uh, um, I think he's nine months younger than Donovan McNabb, who was a pretty damn good quarterback, as we've learned yesterday. Uh, the Chiefs are the first team to host three straight conference championships since the Eagles with Andy Reid and Donovan McNabb. So McNabb was pretty good, right? He's yeah. been he's been retired for nine years. He's 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 Brady's and he's temporary. He's literally been retired. I think it's nine, eight or nine years. He's been done. He's <laughs> younger than Brady. No, he's nine months older. But he's okay. Older. okay. They were like in the draft a year apart, right? I think yes, uh, he was a year ahead of Brady. Had a good career. Retired like normal guys retire. And Brady's still playing nine years later. It's remarkable. Uh, he he was eighteen for thirty three for one hundred ninety nine yards. Certainly not one of the greatest games. Two pick. I mean, two touchdowns, no picks, a ninety two rating. Drew Brees, nineteen for thirty four. They both seemed to struggle at times. Brees, one touchdown, three picks, and a thirty eight rating. What a tough way to go out for Drew Brees. What a terrible game. Uh, at home, getting your ass kicked by a guy who's older than you are, but um, I, it just feels like you, you, you. Obviously, he was here for twenty years. That's unusual in New England. He was here for twenty years. It usually doesn't work that way. Guys don't stay in one place for twenty years. But tell me this: why? Why did he leave? Ask. <laughs> why is he not a Patriot anymore? Uh, because Bill Belichick wanted to show who had the biggest dick in the room. That's all that was. Yeah, they didn't build a team around him like they did in Tampa Bay. Bill just thought wants to be the smartest guy in the room. He wants to be the guy who goes out. Like even Belichick, like he predicted it. He knew when he was done, and he was he was wrong. I mean, I, I believe that. I have to say, Belichick has big balls. He gets rid of guys a year too soon rather than a year too late. Right. Mm-hmm. Usually, when he gets rid of a veteran, he ends up looking good. They mm-hmm. end up getting old on someone else's dime. We've seen it a hundred times. Rarely is he wrong about these kind of things. He's wrong here. I mean, he's just wrong. He thought Brady would go elsewhere. He's 43. He would get old. He'd get hurt. And, and he would, uh, someone else, he would be someone else's problem. He got this one wrong. Did he not? I mean, think of it. This is the greatest player ever. Greatest player in NFL history. And he just let him walk. I mean, and he's not even close to done. But to, but to do what? To do what? To throw to Jacoby Myers? Nikhil Harry? You know, where they would, would we actually go? Go? They would have tried something in the offseason. This was like a surrender. This is a bridge year. They didn't even attempt to put a team together in the offseason. I feel like a little bit more effort would have been put into trying to find some type of receiver. Like, why could the Bills went out and got Steph Diggs? Why, why couldn't we do that? They, But he's had bad weapons or, you know, subpar weapons in New England many times. I mean, he's got better weapons in Tampa than he's had in New England and prop since probably, I don't know, Randy Moss, Wes Welker year. I mean, um, he, he loaded up in Tampa. He didn't do that here. And if you're Brady, you say, you know, I, I, I they could have helped me more in New England many, many times. He, he was stuck like last year. He was stuck with subpar weapons. 
but they didn't have to let him go. I mean, they just let him go. They just let him walk. Yeah, but don't you think it's a little bit of a different mentality where they're not helping him load up in his later years of his career, where everybody in the world is saying he's defi- you know, uh, he, he's completely rewriting the history books here. You would think that they would go overboard in helping him later in his career versus the prior years that they didn't. I don't know, but they, you, you, you ask yourself, and I'm sure people are doing that around the country. Say, so what, did, what did the Patriots get for him anyway? And the answer is nothing. Um, you know, they got nothing for the greatest player ever. They redid the contract and let him walk. And maybe it's a reward for 20 great years. And I would understand that if you're Bob Kraft, you say, you know, he deserves a chance to go out there and, and we'll see him, you know, play for someone else, with someone else. And it didn't start great. Obviously, they got smoked by New Orleans twice in the regular season. I mean, he I think he threw in those two games. He threw five picks and the score was the combined score of those two games was like 78-26. They get crushed by New Orleans and then go on the road, play the same team, I guess, you know, without Taysom Hill. And and uh, and they kill him. And uh, here's here's another Brady. I should just do this all morning. Bizarre and, and mind-boggling Brady numbers. Um, Brady has, uh, like I said, 14 division Fourteen and two. He's won the division round fourteen times. Only two franchises have done it more: the Steelers and the Niners, which is remarkable. Um, uh, he um, I mean, forty-three. Consider that forty-three. Playoff, forty-three playoff games. Oh, playoff. <laughs> That's also his age. Forty-three playoff games. What do you think Fitzy's doing right now, Jerry? It's it just mind-boggling. <laughs> Thornton Nation, I, I guess they have mixed emotions. Thornton Nation is never going to criticize Belichick, but um, you know how we talked all year about this, who won, who won this? I mean, I would say the Belichick-Brady thing is just a knockout. Brady wins by KO in like the first round. It's just, yeah, I mean, the Patriots are 11-5 and five this year with Tom Brady. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it, they, they had one of the worst QBs in the NFL, and uh, they went 7-9 and nine. with Brady there. Ten and six, they're certainly in the playoffs. Does it get any worse than Cam Newton? Like, does I mean, would Not you? Much, no, I mean, no, no. I mean, he wears funny hats and he gives great press conferences. Him and Greg Hill get along great, Jerry. Yeah, he always oh, great, great, great interview. Awful, mm-hmm. awful quarterback. That was yeah. a mistake. It, uh, it's a mistake, and and it's going to get, it's going to look worse if he goes into Green Bay, beats the Packers, beats Aaron Rodgers. The latest I get the line at. Minus four. Is that the number you got? That's what I saw. I saw minus four. Packers minus four. Chiefs. I'm going to get to the Chiefs, but if he wins at Green Bay, that's going to be like the biggest story in sports. Just going to the Super Bowl at 43, first year in Tampa, going to the Super Bowl is going to be incredible. And the whole week leading up to the game, all the hype is all going to be about Brady, and everyone's going to be saying, Boy, the Patriots screwed this one up. Belichick, for once, was wrong. How many how many NFC Championship games has Aaron Rodgers lost? I recall, I feel like the, the Packers are in the NFC Championship a lot. I feel like they're not in the Super Bowl very often. So this would just be another Aaron Rodgers choke job because that will be his legacy. You don't want to retire as a one you know, Super Bowl quarterback. I mean, right. then you go down with Trent Dilfer's of the world, stuff like that. And that's Aaron Rodgers' legacy right now. He hasn't done shit. And if you can't beat 43-year-old Tom Brady at home 
to get to the Super Bowl, which I don't think he's going to do. This is going to be a stain on his legacy. At least Breeze is 41. He has an excuse. The team's falling apart. What's Aaron Rodgers' excuse if he loses this game? I, I, I agree with you. When you have one Super Bowl, you're and, – and Breeze has the same problem. One Super Bowl isn't enough. You know, one Super Bowl doesn't – it separates – They haven't even lost the Super Bowl, either of those two. Who? Breeze and Rodgers. They've never lost the Super Bowl. They've only made it once. Tom that, Brady's that's, made it nine times. <laughs> that, that is so amazing. Nine, nine times. Yeah. I mean, he's played 19 years and won and gone to the conference championship game 14 times. Mm-hmm. That's a seven, I think 73% of the time he goes to the conference championship game. This is nine out of 10. I think that he made it eight times in a row with the Patriots and then took last year off. Now he's back. The ninth out of 10 years, he's made a conference championship. You know what's rough? You know what's tough? Um, Being a Brady hater, and there's millions and millions, there's hundreds of millions of them out there who just watch. I remember, uh, what's his name? The Comedy Central guy, the the guy who looks like uh, Lane Kiffin, you know, the, the comedian on Comedy Central does the show. Not the Tosh guy. Is that no, Tosh. Yeah. Tosh comes out on the stage one time and says, you know, this weekend, it was after, there were the big wildfires in L.A. This weekend, my house burned down. And, yeah, but the Patriots lost. So it was kind of a wash. <laughs> uh, he, 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 the, the, the same weekend his house burned down, it was just a regular season game. Being a Brady hater, I assume there's tens of millions of people that watch each week just to root against Brady. And yesterday... They don't care about Breeze or the Saints. They just want to see Brady lose. It just must be brutal. Now they're going to watch him going to Green Bay, and they're going to say, just, you know, of course Rodgers is the MVP. Of course Rodgers is home. It's 20 degrees. They have a better team. They should win this. But they go in nervously saying, is Brady going to go to a Super Bowl in year one? And he'll go into that Super Bowl, and no one no one is going to expect him to lose. Even if it's against Kansas City, even if Mahomes is – is healthy. No one. Hang on. Hold that thought. I got to talk about our new sponsor, GovX.com. That's G-O-V-X.com. As we all know, uniform professionals sign up to serve causes greater than themselves. If you've ever served in the military, law enforcement, firefighting, or frontline medical communities, you are eligible for free membership in GovX.com, the greatest online shopping site for Americans of service like you. Your job demands a lot from you, from deployments to long shifts and the dangerous situations most people don't have the courage to face. There's a reason why GovX believes service-minded patriots like you deserve special recognition. GovX.com delivers the deals on all the gear you need for your on- and off-duty life. Register at GovX for instant access to discounts on epic brands like Oakley, Yeti, Garmin, Vortex Optics, Benchmade, Danner, and more. The site was built exclusively for the men and women who serve our country and communities. That's why every month GovX supports nonprofits serving the military, first responder, or law enforcement communities. We don't just thank you for your service. We honor it. Signing up is fast and easy and totally free. Become a member today and use code Callahan for $15 off your first order of $50 or more. GovX.com. Savings for those who serve. 
Yeah, we talk hoops on Robert Ory's new podcast, The Big Shot Bob Pod. I would have loved to play with LeBron because if you get down, get open, get to where you're supposed to be, he's going to find you. Feel like he got robbed for MVP. But with Robert Ory, we cover the floor and we talk about everything. And so your youngest so, is a teenager. So he's yeah. not going to high school right now. He's doing everything via Zoom and he, Dad, can you help me? Nope, I'm running away. I'm running. <laughs> From the team that brought you the big podcast with Shaq, it's The Big Shot Bob Pod. Subscribe now and get new episodes every week on the Podcast One app, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, LiveByLive.com, and everywhere you get your favorite podcasts. Here's my prediction for uh, this week is, I don't know what day, Wednesday, Thursday, Patrick Mahomes gets cleared to play. And you got a big controversy. All the, all the, you know, the, all the people who cover the NFL that wanted him to cancel the season, that think the game's too dangerous, that they wanted, that they, they shouldn't have played. The guy at the, the New York Times who wants UConn to be the national champ because they refuse to play their heroes, they will go nuts. They'll say, this is too dangerous. Patrick Mahomes was clearly concussed. He was staggering around the field. There's no way he should be able to play. The average NFL player who gets a concussion is out for 19 days. They want Mahomes to come back in uh, seven, and he will. I mean, do you have any doubt that he will play? No, of course he's going to play. John Voigt's going to come in there. He's going to give him some smelling salts. He's going to tell him to get in the goddamn game and play. Stop being a, you know, he'll, of course he's going to play. They're not playing Chad Henney in the AFC title game. It's not going to happen. Well, I don't know. Trusted Chad, I have to say that that play, that last play that Andrew called fourth and one when he caught, and, and they line up in the shotgun and there's no back, empty backfield. And the announcer is convinced Romo, Romo loses his mind, by the way, loses it, said there's no way they're going here. I agreed with him. I mean, I could see going for it with a QB sneak or, you know, running up the middle, but going for it in shotgun with the wide, you know, four or five wides was, it didn't seem possible. You're going to pass. A, you don't get it. Um, I mean, you're, you're, you don't have Mahomes. You have Henny, and you're going for it, and you're throwing the ball. It just seemed too risky and crazy, even for Andy Reid. They go for it. They got it. Romo goes crazy. I was, I, I was in awe. I'm saying I cannot believe they just threw. That was fun. God bless them. They win. They advance. I'm 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 glad. I want to see Mahomes play. I love watching Kansas City play. Tyree, it, you know, it, it would Mahomes is gonna be around forever. It would have been so cool to see a Buffalo Cleveland AFC title game. How awesome! I'd have been okay with that too. But I, I but I have to say I I find the Chiefs the like the most entertaining team to watch. You're right. Watching Cleveland go into Buffalo would have been fun. Either way, I was okay. The way. Name, the brands. It's like a, a Browns-Lions Super Bowl would be so cool. No? Yes, it would have been cool. It would have been cool. And Buffalo probably, you know, would have advanced, and I want Buffalo. I want to see Buffalo against Tampa. That would have been great. But that call, having Henny throw the ball in fourth and one, was amazing. For that, I said, you know, good. Let him advance. We'll see what happens. And if, if you're Buffalo and Mahomes doesn't play, you're going on the road and you're going to be favored. I think they would be favored. If they, if, if they say Mahomes is out, Buffalo, even on the road, because there's no fans, it, that's not really a factor. And the it, weather. It's a factor, though. You got to travel. Like, there are some factors, I think, that help being home still. Not like it used to be. I mean, no, if you go, really in, you go into Kansas City or Green Bay and it's packed, or New Orleans, I mean, Brady had the benefit of playing twice in New Orleans with no fans, which is, you know, the hardest place to play when they have fans, but not so much, you know, with, with the, you know, shock lockdowns. But, Wait, did they, did coronavirus magically get fixed in like Wisconsin and upstate New York? Because why weren't they letting 
fans like this in the stadium all year round. It's so much better, even if it's not filled. It's so much better than well, I said that from the beginning. You, you, I mean, we thought at the beginning of the season they'd be socially distanced, but they'd be whatever, 10, what is 10,000 fans, or they say, what, 6,700 fans in Buffalo. It seemed foolish to have zero fans. It still does in some places because you can easily social distance. What's the difference if they go, you know, whatever, they go to the, the mall, they go to Walmart. They, it, it was stupid, but again, we know, you know how it worked. Everything was designed to defeat Trump, and that included lockdowns. As we know, no, now know Andrew Cuomo wants to open up restaurants. Lori Lightfoot wants to open up restaurants. How about it's that? Amazing timing. Uh, you know, good timing, and pretty soon they'll say, well, "Oh, the economy." You and Jed, you and Jess Kelly talked about this the other day. You said, uh, I, "I thought this was going to end on November 4th. You got the date wrong, Jerry. It was January twentieth the whole right. time because you forgot right. Trump's still the president. You're absolutely right. And now we're going to see. I mean, all I know is, however many people die Wednesday, it's usually what three thousand elderly folks are dying every day from the, you know with coronavirus oh it's elderly people i didn't know that yes just and i, I just like, want to declare right i want to declare right now wednesday that number they were all murdered by joe biden that's you know that's their rule that's their rule biden said every single death of from coronavirus was they were all killed by Trump, and they would all be alive today if Trump didn't have whatever policy. Well, whether, some new diseases are going to come back that used to kill people, like the flu, right? pneumonia. <laughs> all of a sudden, those deaths are going to come back. They disappeared for like That's true. It's like nobody who's died of, uh, yeah, nobody who's died of uh, pneumonia since uh, this, uh, this new virus. But uh, on Mahomes, I don't even know. I should know this. But what day do they – I had the rules up on my screen, but they were kind of boring me the rules of, you know, how long it takes and who gets to evaluate him. And then you have the independent neurologist evaluate him. He, in a normal week, you're right. If it were, if it were October, he would be too concussed to play, but it's, it's the AFC championship game. So magically he'll be okay. And I'm all right with that. I don't want to see Chad Henney play anymore. I want to see Patrick Mahomes play. And, and he's going to similar style of football too. They're both just wacky, like improvise on the go, do shit. You're not supposed to do, but make it work. And just insanely strong arms. And you got to see the difference when you see Josh Allen or Patrick Mahomes, and then you see Brady and breeze, especially breeze. You say that makes a pretty big difference when you can just throw a laser into a little tiny opening, which Josh Allen could do. And certainly Mahomes could do, but if he gets declared, okay, if he gets cleared to play, what happens then? Does everyone kick and scream to all the Corona bros and, you know, all the people who hate, you know, con- you know, tackle football? Do they all go nuts and say this is this is a, an exercise in human sacrifice? No, they don't care. Concussions aren't on their list. Concussions are not politically expedient for them. They're not they're not useful the way that coronavirus was. So they're not going to care. Of course not. Well, it, it'll be it'll be wild if people out there, including people in Buffalo, by the way, and say, this isn't right. He's supposed to sit out a week. If he sits out, I mean, the whole, I mean that'll suck. I don't want him to sit. I'm, I want Buffalo just, to win, but I don't want your out. Your, your outline on Twitter was that it, it there could be the possibility that it wasn't a concussion, that they diagnosed it wrong. So just use that out this week. Well, that was a concussion. That, that was a concussion. <laughs> we saw. I don't know how, though. I mean, when you see it, he doesn't get hit hard. I mean, he doesn't get drilled like you see on a lot of other plays. You Like you saw at the goal line with Sorensen hit Higgins and Higgins fumbled through the end zone, which is, again, I agree with everyone else, the dumbest rule in sports. You fumble in the end zone, it goes out to the 20. 
Yeah. It's just stupid. But it is the rule. It was called correctly in real time by that official. I give him credit. But Sorensen drilled him helmet to helmet. But you can't call that every time it happens. If you called helmet to helmet every time it happened, you'd call a penalty on every damn play. They lead, everybody leads with their helmet. I mean, it's so close between the, at the last second, you're leading with your helmet, and then you put your shoulder into them. That's basically what Sorensen did there. Thing, right. Same thing happened with the Clemson player against uh, Ohio State and Justin Fields. I made my picks last night, by the way. I have to make my picks for uh, Podcast One. I'm picking the Bucks and the Bills. Bucks and the Bills to go to the Super Bowl. And it makes no sense to pick against Aaron Rodgers in the Green Bay Packers at home in the cold, but uh, they've lost multiple times at home in the cold before. And in the, in the NFC championship, they lost to Seattle. Remember they were up 16, nothing against Seattle at halftime in 2014. And they blew it. Remember that it was an onside kick in that game. I believe. Can I just say, you know, Brady was okay yesterday and uh, you know, the offense, the uh, Tampa Bay offense was okay. The defense won the game. They picked off uh, Breeze three times. They also had to fumble. Uh, they, they stripped uh, Jared Cook. But number 45, Devin White, I swear to God, I felt like there was three of them out there. That guy was amazing. Um, just everywhere, making plays everywhere. Had a pick, and then he stiff-armed the, the guy trying to tackle him. But he was amazing. And I don't know if that was if if he played like that all year if he did why is he not a pro bowler why is he not an all pro uh but they uh, you know their defense played out of their minds there was never did you see a lot of open new orleans receivers that that breeze missed because not I really i mean but i mean michael thomas did drop that that should have been a touchdown he should have had that ball that's true. The one that was thrown to him i mean but he again michael thomas really hasn't played all season and he's not in his groove so it is what michael it is thomas who had 145 catches last year. 145. Oh, that's got to be an NFL record, right? And zero this year. Uh, zero what? Zero this game. Zero catches. Oh, zero catches. Okay, because he had some catches this year. I'm like, zero catches. Uh, and you know what really killed the uh, – I'm sure Colin agrees – killed New Orleans when they lost the assumption guy. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah, I, I live in Worcester. I had no idea that guy was like playing in Worcester. Like I had no clue. This guy was like one of the fastest players in the NFL. Just played for Assumption College. You would think the local media around here would like let us know about the existence of this person, but evidently not. And also, you would think well, it was Joe Buck, right? Why am I playing? It was Joe Buck, like acting as if everybody in America should know. Like what assumption is? By the way, like out of assumption, as if everybody around the country knows what the hell he's talking. Ryan Kelly went there. That's he true. was he was a first team All Pro and a Pro Bowler last year. Yeah, I, I didn't I didn't know anything about him. I'm I'm busy like looking it up, saying wow, Devontae uh, Harris went to assumption. Had two amazing punt returns. One, of course, uh, was called back because every time there's a good punt return, one of the officials has to ruin it. It's what they do. They just can't allow us to enjoy a good punt return. Correct. I mean, there was barely a block in the back. And they, oh, yeah, well, I guess so. No, no. You let that go. It's a fun play, exciting play. Let it go. I hate when the officials get in the way of things, and they did on that play. Uh, but he hurt his neck, I guess. Neck, they were calling it. Maybe he was concussed. Mahomes, Colony makes a good point. What if they say it was a neck injury? It wasn't really a concussion. Or, you know. It was he, he was he was dinged, but it wasn't really a grade whatever concussion because you don't ever see a real hit to the head. It just seems weird. His head didn't even hit the ground that hard. Have you seen his girlfriend or his fiance before, Jerry? 
The, yes, re- the real headache starts when he gets home. Yes. The real headache starts. I believe. Didn't they just have a kid? So he's they're, they're you know he's oh. on the hook forever with uh, this this crazy woman. <laughs> All right, we're we're all hoping for a Bucks Bills uh, Super Bowl. Yeah, and the oh, deep twelve stuff is going to be insufferable when it happens. By the way, he's going to make a lot of money off the fact of the the age, the program, and and what it's done for him, and it's going to be insufferable for the two. It, weeks. it should yeah. be. It should yeah. be. He is the the greatest player ever in NFL history, and he's also the freakiest when you think about what he's done at the age of forty three. And by the way, no one even talks about retiring you know like they do with breeze and ben and rivers they're all talking about retiring brady's not and he'll be 44 next year and he'll be more comfortable with the guys around him you know gronk's gonna play another year i mean all these guys are coming back and doing it again although i have to say bruce arians doesn't look like he's got a lot of years left on the sideline does he He sucks he sucks does not look good buffalo i mean just thinking about how perfect a buffalo brady super bowl would be jerry i mean this is no city in the world has ever hated a professional athlete as much as Buffalo fans hate Tom Brady. He is what's his record against him all time? Like 28 and three, something. Yes, absurd. Yes. And so they got rid of him. They finally got rid of him in new England and they got good. They got 13 and three good. And then they got to play him again in the super bowl. That that's the greatest storyline I've ever heard. <laughs> it sure is. And, but you know what, if it doesn't happen, you're going to get, you know, Aaron Rodgers or Patrick Mahomes. That's your consolation prize. If you're the NFL Patrick Mahomes and Aaron Rodgers in the Super Bowl, which would be great, too. It's just, you know, it, it, the football is so great, the virus couldn't even slow wasn't it down. Wasn't that Super Bowl one? Chiefs-Packers? Chiefs-Packers, I believe it was, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah was so we, one? we get a rematch of that. A rematch of Super Bowl one. A rematch. Bart Starr is no longer with, I don't know, Forrest Gregg's not with us anymore. Jim Taylor, I don't know if there's any guys who can show up. Who was the quarterback of the Chiefs? Was that Len Lenny Dawson? Lenny Dawson? Oh, dude, he famously had a uh, cigarette and a coke at halftime. He is going to be talking shit if we get and that. Patrick Mahomes. The Packers famous, out. Yeah, the Packers pulled it out, and the Chiefs are looking for redemption. Yes, <laughs> the famous picture of of uh, Len Dawson pulling on a Winston at halftime. Mahomes took that picture and put it on a jacket. So he has a jacket with that picture on the back of it, which is pretty cool. Yeah, that was Joe Biden's first year in the Senate when that changed. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. Well, we got a lot to get to. Let me do uh, let me do Shay and then we'll get to uh the uh the new lockdown, the actual literal lockdown that we're living through right now in America, you know, because the Boogaloo boys are a big threat, so we have to lock the whole country down. But first, I mean, let me let me tell you about Shea Concrete. You know, you know about Shea Concrete. You homeowners and home builders, Shea Concrete has a huge selection of precast concrete steps for you to choose from. Whether you're building a new home or you need to replace an old stair in an old home, Shea has great values with designs for any home. Available in concrete, you can customize with beautiful stone, granite, or brick. Pick out one of them. Let them do the rest. When they're done, your house will look better and be worth more. A new staircase can dramatically upgrade the front entrance of your home. In most cases, they can move the old steps, and they're pretty heavy, and have you walking up your new front steps within hours, just like that. You do nothing. Sit and watch. Your house is worth more. Your house looks better. Learn more about Shea's precast concrete steps at SheaConcrete.com. All right. 
he, this, there's a lot of, we've been lied to a lot. Wouldn't you, uh, wouldn't you agree in the last year? We've been lied to a lot in, in lockdown America. We've been lied about lockdowns. Lockdowns don't work. Some people like, like you and me, we read up turtle boy. We know lockdowns. Right, don't work. Yeah. We know that they didn't have to shut down the economy. We know they didn't have to destroy half the restaurants in America. We certainly know they didn't have to close the schools. That was a lie from day one. We knew right at the beginning that there was no reason for to keep children out of school. That that's we've been lied to so many many times. But this time, I'm I wonder uh, if anyone's buying any of the BS anymore. There are twenty five thousand um, National Guard troops in D.C. right now. They're locking down everything. The National Mall is closed. Like you can't walk down the National Mall just to look at the monuments, it's closed. They're put up fences everywhere. And they say it's from internal threats, like in the government or, you know, in in D.C., homegrown threats. And it's total BS. It's, to, it's, just, it, it's just designed to further stigmatize the, you know, the MAGA morons who stormed the, the Capitol uh, two weeks ago. We now know a lot more about them than we did then. We, there's a video that came out of that moron with the Viking hat walking into the Senate chambers and walking up to, I, I guess it'd be the uh, the podium at the uh, in the well of the that Senate. Guy is mentally ill, like I've never seen before. <laughs> like, have you seen some of his interviews in which he talk? He explains what shamanism is. You got to watch some of these clips. Yeah, the, they call him the QAnon shaman, QAnon, whatever. He's a conspiracy idiot. He's he's very concerned about climate change. He doesn't he, he you know, he's ill. Like when you hear him talk, like the guy is clearly must live with his mother. And these are the people we were told they're they're insurrectionists, Jerry. They're going to get in the Capitol and they're going to cause insurrection, whatever the hell that means. Right. I'm wearing the 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 skin of the trickster. I got two tails here. No, it, it means it's a scary word designed to again. Um, uh, generalize all, uh, or stigmatize all these these Trump supporters. They're all insurrectionists. We got to get them off uh, social media. We got to ban them from everything. We can't, you know, fire them if they went to the Capitol. You've you've blogged about this. People who just went to the rally and watched the president speak have lost their jobs. You know, have lost all access to to social media. The purge continues, and. Does anyone really believe that there was an internal threat of another insurrection? First of all, that wasn't an insurrection. That was a bunch of morons who were allowed into the Capitol and and vandalized things and and made a scene. They're all going to go to prison. Well, not all, but many of them will go to prison. Every single one of them regrets walking in the door as the cops held the door open and let them in. They thought they were, you know, like those Kavanaugh protesters, they could just enter the and to the Capitol, they learned they're not, their two sides are treated differently. So if you enter the Capitol, you're a trespasser, you know, you're disturbing the peace, you're charged with something. They're all, they're, this is going to haunt them the rest of their lives. And I don't care. They're idiots. Not just them, Jerry. Like I'm looking on, I'm seeing NBC News right now. Jeremy Bash says uh, of, of the Capitol rioters, which by the way, means everybody who was in attendance that day, we're going to have to reset our entire intelligence approach. We're going to have to look at greater surveillance of them. The FBI is going to have to run confidential sources. They've already decided like this is going to be the, the 9-11 for, for Trump supporters. This is like you are a threat to national yeah. security. You're a domestic terrorist. And therefore we have the right to 
violate your similarities, similarities, tell you to shut up, spy on you, tap your emails. It's going to be that all over again. And the mobs are going to cheer it on because orange man bad. Yes. And they're going to impeach or convict, attempt, try and probably convict because the, the, you know, the Republicans have lost their spine. Mitch McConnell is going to let this go forward and whatever. They're going to try and convict him and they're going to brag forever that, you know, Trump was impeached twice and convicted once and all that. These are the sorest winners in, in political, in American history. They won, but it's not enough. They want blood yeah. and they want to ruin people. They want to ruin uh, conservatives on social media and they want to boycott. Yesterday, they were, they, 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 there were people calling for a boycott I was tweeting about this of Bed Bath and Beyond because they sell the My Pillow. They sell a My Pillow, uh -huh. and the guy who invented My Pillow likes an insurrectionist. Insurrectionist. He's an insurrectionist, right? He's an insurrectionist. But I think the more we're learning, and again, I don't care about any of these people. I don't care if the shaman QAnon goes to prison for life. I don't care that what they did, the damage they did to the country, to the to the movement, to Trump is immeasurable, and screw them all. But the more we learn, the more we realize that, that this is, there was not an attempt to overthrow the government. In fact, they walked back the charge that they were there to, you know, kill Congress people and and kill Pence. They walked it back the uh, Justice Department or whoever. That wasn't going to happen. It was never going to happen. That the, the guillotine that they brought, it was a toy. It was make pretend. It was just like. You know, they were loppers. As someone said, they were a bunch of loppers pretending to be, you know, one guy's pretending to be a Viking. A Viking. I'm a Viking. My face is painted. I got no shirt on. I got horns. I'm sure I'm leading an insurrection. Yeah, I'm going to overthrow the government. It's when absurd. Walked, the video of him walking into the Senate chambers, like he got in there and he didn't know what to do. Like, like, and he walked around and the security guard is with him and he says yeah, come on guys when he goes behind the podium he says that's the, the security guard quote unquote says could you not go up there that's the sacredest place in the, in the capital hey. fucking hey man glad to see you guys you guys are fucking patriots look at this guy he's got covered in blood god bless you yes you good sir you need medical attention i'm good thank you all right I got shot in the face. Where are they? I got shot in the face with some kind of plastic bullet. Any chance I could get you guys yeah. to leave the Senate wing? We will. I've been making sure they ain't disrespecting the place. Okay, just want to let you guys know this is like the sacredest place. I know. I know. <laughs> like the sacredest place. Now, if they were to try these guys for whatever insurrection, is that not Exhibit A? I mean, they they the security guard or the cop let them in and then asked them if they could leave the place because it was sacred. And they were like, yeah, sure. We don't want to cause a scene. The idea that these guys were going to overthrow the government is so absurd. But again, we've been lied to for a year. We're going to continue to be lied to because they're not done with Trump. They want to make Trump. They want to destroy him, destroy his family, destroy the movement, destroy anyone who supports him. So these people are going to uh, be uh, uh, labeled stereotyped as you know revolutionaries who were trying to overthrow the government and murder i mean aoc said they were there they, they came close to losing half the congress almost i mean they got a quarter they killed a quarter of them in the quote QAnon shaman was going to murder 200 congress people that, well, that and on top of that jerry your congresswoman alerted us to the fact that there was biological warfare because five right. congress people weren't wearing masks no chemical warfare 
She's such a good, it's such a joke. You're talking about Ayanna Presley, my yep. congressperson, totally unhinged. And here's the point we've reached with AOC and Ayanna is they're so outrageous that no one takes them seriously so they can say anything. And there's no one in the media will hold them accountable. They said there are white supremacists in the Congress and they are trying to uh, overthrow the government in, in, inside there. It was an, and they say this insurrection was an inside job with help from white supremacists in Congress. Ayanna mm-hmm. said that and nobody called her out. And nobody except me. On yeah, can Twitter. you name one of the insur- Can you name one of them? Right. I mean, that would be the ob- obvious follow-up. Could you tell us who you? Holly and Cruz. Those are the ones they always mention. Holly, yeah, want, right? AOC wants them to quit, resign. Yeah, they're just going to do that. That's what that, that that's what yeah. you voters in Missouri. Just I'm just going to resign because AOC told me I need to resign. I'm going to resign um, because I did what Jim McGovern did four years ago. <laughs> yeah, and there were more people who did it four years ago. And in fact, they did it because of a totally made up thing about Russia, Russia metal that's challenged the election, totally made up. Um, there was no kind of wacky conspiracy theory this time, but whatever. They were following the rules, following the law. And for that, AOC and Ayanna Presley want them to resign. But it just amazes me. So you're cute. You have an actual congressperson say there are white supremacists in the Congress who are working with the QAnon shaman and the rest of the vandals to overthrow the government. And no one like at the Boston Globe says, excuse me, Ayanna, obviously they're on their knees uh, in front of her because that's their hero. They uh, Could you, could you extrapolate? Could you expound? Yes. Could you help us out. Who are these insurrectionists inside the government, inside the Congress? And who are the white supremacists? By the way, when did it become racial? It was like three days after the whole riot, right? Oh, it's always racial. Kyle Rittenhouse was racial. Remember she called Kyle Rittenhouse a white supremacist? White supremacist. I hope he sues her. That would be good because I don't know where you get that. You could call him a murderer, I guess, if you think he murdered. White supremacy. That's all they got, Jerry. They got like five terms now that they just repeat over Which, and over again. I'm fine with that. But if you're an actual congressperson, you should actually have to explain yourself, shouldn't you? Traditionally, that's how the media treats Congress people, but this is not traditional times, Jerry. Right. And I'm thinking, just make her answer a couple of questions, but she doesn't have to. I mean, she's, uh, you know, she, she's a good liberal, an angry liberal, well, I hope she's a socialist, so she don't have to answer any questions. It's remarkable. Um, I think the more we learn, the more video we see, the more we realize it wasn't an insurrection. They weren't going to murder Mike Pence. They were just a bunch of idiots who were let into the, for the most part, let into the building. By white privilege. That's because of their white privilege. Oh, is that why? Yes, correct. The, the shaman, shaman has white privilege? The, the QAnon shaman? Yes, except his white privilege isn't getting him the vegan organic meals that he wants. In prison. I don't heard about that. He's very upset. That's right. Oh, I think he did. I think he got his he got mommy. It. Oh, good for him. His there mommy complained that they were um, that, that they weren't giving him organic meals, and they got it done. He's getting organic meals. You know what's going to be amazing? These guys, some people who went in the Capitol and just like took pictures, are going to go to prison for like five years. Where's the Minnesota bail fund? Do they not have any good money? Question. Yeah, I mean, some of them are held without bail. They're going to pay a price like no one's ever paid a price for trespassing. And the new the new chorus. Which, which by the-, the way, is one of the 15 crimes Rachel Rollins no longer prosecutes. That's a good point. <laughs> Rachel Rollins and a number of big city DAs. It's not a big deal. It's just trespassing. Who cares? 
but it's the sacredest place. And I love the defense. I saw that that Jimmy Kimmel, who I hate, yep. saying how absurd it is when people said the the insurrection was was no worse than all the riots over the summer by by Antifa and Black Lives Matter. He was all offended. Uh-huh. So those those people were protesting something important. They were burning down businesses. There were, I, I believe, over a hundred businesses that were burned in Minneapolis. That's it. I mean, how many in Kenosha? I mean, how many Kenosha? Kenosha, Portland. I mean, night after night, month after month, we're burning businesses, you know, looting, vandalizing, trashing a federal courthouse. And somehow that's not comparable to one day a bunch of morons trespassed and vandalized, you know, Nancy Pelosi's office. That's somehow worse because, you know, it's the Capitol. Well, what do you call a federal courthouse? What do you call a police station? burned to the ground you know what's sacred a business own a business to a business owner it's probably sacred like my this is my livelihood it's sacred to me i don't give a shit about the united states capitol if nancy pelosi nancy pelosi can get a new computer she'll be okay insurance isn't covering my business which is burnt to the ground it's a pile of rubble and now what (laughs) and and people like nancy pelosi did not care people like kamala harris bailed them out Mm -hmm. and suddenly they think this is you know, a violent insurrection, meaning we have to bring 25,000 troops into D.C. It's just the whole thing is for show. Does anyone really think there's going to be any violent uprising like it's, you know, uh, some third world uh, banana republic? Does anyone think that Wednesday we're going to see a violent, you know, uh, uh, uprising from anyone anywhere? No, I, I don't think they're going to rise up, Jerry. I think it's uh, it, it's not working out. There might be some guys that show up, some anti-vaxxers or something. It's going to be Ooh. a show, and they'll try to make it seem like they're looking for it. Like, you've seen these people interview these boys yesterday, and it's just like one of them's wearing a Black Lives Matter shirt. It, you know, it, they, they, one of them's wearing a rainbow pride thing. It's like they're looking for insurrectionists, and they will give anybody who's standing, anybody who's walking around with an AR-15, you're getting an interview, period. Right. And they're and they're hoping. I mean, they're hoping, like always, they're hoping that one of the boogaloo boys will, you know, shoot someone or set up or whatever, uh, vandalize something because they they I mean, that's that's what they're hoping. They wanted to appear like the Trump supporters are dangerous insurrectionists. That's the narrative. And God knows the media is running with it. And talking about this is the worst thing in the history of the Republic. Worse than 9-11 is the latest one or comparable to 9-11. It's absurd. We all know it's absurd. And when when Wednesday goes off and there's no, you know, violence. I was there four years ago. There was a lot of violence. I was there when they burned a limo in front of the Trump Hotel, when Antifa was prowling everywhere, breaking windows. We've seen the video. There was lots of violence four years ago. I will go on record. I will guarantee you there will be less violence this time four years later. But anyway, Ryan Glasspiegel does fine work for Outkick, one of our favorite websites. And uh, you um, obviously um, we're talking NFL football, NFL playoffs. Um, let me ask you, are you or anyone else going to pick against Tom Brady on Sunday? You're going to pick, go with the Packers and say, yes, Brady's run, run is ending in Green Bay Sunday. I actually think the Packers only being favored by three and a half next week at Lambeau is a little bit of a disrespectful line based on how these two teams have played over the last um, few months. Now, granted, I'll give you that when the Packers played the Buccaneers earlier this season, 
the Bucks and Brady waxed them. But just based on what I saw this past weekend, I think the Packers have a demonstrably better team. So it was, uh, I'm looking at it, week six, uh, Tampa won 38-10. to 10. Uh, Brady's won six in a row now, I believe. Um, why do you think they're demonstrably better? The way that Drew Brees played yesterday, averaging just 3.9 yards per attempt and um, turning the ball over like he did, obscured the fact that Brady didn't actually play that well. He, he threw a couple balls that were like, you know, it was an interception, but the guy's like second foot dragged right out of bounds. Or there was like another one where it was trapped on the ground. Brady only averaged six yards per attempt yesterday against the Saints. And that's really, frankly, that's all he needed to do. But I just think that the way that Aaron Rodgers has been playing over the last several months, really this whole season, aside from that Bucks game and aside from one or two other slip-ups, it's just like, I mean, they they move the ball at will against the Rams, who have the number one ranked defense in the NFL, and I just don't see the Bucks getting a lot of stops on Sunday. I, you're, you're right. Brady was this just off a little bit. He missed Gronk twice for touchdowns, just barely. Gronk got his hand on it, and uh, then the, the one in the end zone with Godwin when they had to replay it to see whether he held on just – that was just a foot off. He was close to, uh, you know, putting up uh, big numbers. But I, I, I said this earlier, Ryan. There's only one player in the NFL who doesn't dread the thought of going into Green Bay when it's 20 degrees and windy and cold and all the pressure on. There's only one guy, and that's Tom Brady, who welcomes it. He put on his scuba suit. <laughs> He's a great cold-weather player. He loves this, this the, the whole idea of going to the Green Bay. I really believe that. Uh, I, I do think, though, you got to be a little nervous, don't you? If you're Green Bay, you got to be a little nervous that Brady, that the Brady magic is no the Brady magic, but also the fact that I mean, how many uh, NFC titles has Aaron Rodgers lost? Is it two or three? I think it's three. He yeah, he lost two. He lost last year. He lost to the Seahawks. Um, I believe they've lost one other. But they don't have Mike McCarthy anymore. So at least no, they didn't have them last year when they lost to the 49ers. Either. They had no chance. Everybody knew that they were the fakest 13-3 team in, in the history of the NFL last year. Nobody was scared of the Packers. Right. This year, this year's 13-3 Packers is substantially better than last year's 13-3 Packers. And to your point, no, I don't think that Tom Brady is concerned about going into, like, the frozen tundra of Lambeau Field. It may not even be that cold. Like, if it's – it's going to be in the middle of the afternoon. It's not a night game. If it's 23 degrees and the sun is out, that's not actually that cold inside Lambeau Field, as weird as that is to say. But I do think, though, that 1-53, to 53, the Packers are better. Now, I wonder how much Antonio Brown being out yesterday affected Brady's performance because Brown has been a really big focal point in that offense over the last few weeks. And so when you take him out of it and you had um, Mike Evans lined up against Marcus Lattimore, who just historically shuts him down, limits kind of what probably the game plan was going into the game. I would say, I mean, Brown had one catch. Evans had one catch. Gronk had one catch. That's, uh, that's, that's not enough. I mean, you would think that uh, they get much more production, out of those guys, Leonard Fournette had five catches, um, but uh, 
All right, so you're gonna you're gonna predict you're gonna you're making your pick here that uh, that uh, the Packers minus four. You're going with the Packers. Yeah, I'm picking them. We talked about this earlier, Ryan. Is you got to have more than one Super Bowl to be like in that class, to be the all time great. Lots of quarterbacks have one Super Bowl, including Drew Brees. By the way, doesn't Aaron Rodgers, if he's going to be in that like top, you know, three top five of all time, need more than one Super Bowl ring? There's the conversation between best and most accomplished. And you can say that the two most talented quarterbacks you've ever seen are Aaron Rodgers and Patrick Mahomes, but if they don't win more, then I don't think anybody's going to put them in the conversation with Brady, let alone ahead of him. Now, Rodgers is to win more than one more to be even close to in the conversation with Brady. I don't think that he's going to get to five or six at this point in his career. And no. so I don't think he's going to pass the amount of rings Brady has. But um, like, I think, let's start with two. Forget five or six. Let's go with two first, okay? Yeah, I mean, if he gets to two, then I think you've got to at least start thinking about him in the top five to seven range of all time. Oh, he's, yeah. I think he's already in there. It's like regardless what or not. Because if you play in the Brady era, that you, that should come with its own asterisk. That you played in the Brady era. Peyton Manning would have won five or six Super Bowls easily without Tom Brady. But you play in the Brady era, then it's a lot harder to win, period, no matter who you are. Right. Yeah, and, that makes sense. And Manning got to two, but in the second one, he was terrible. He had a terrible season in the, in the Denver. The second one. Yeah, look, I mean, he still got to two, though. Yeah, so – on to the AFC, Ryan. Do you have any doubt that Mahomes will be cleared to play? And if he is cleared to play, do they just start screaming that this thing is all fixed, that there's a cover-up? I mean, people in Buffalo who want to win this, you know, want you know, want to see Chad Henney, they're going to be screaming that this isn't right because, as we mentioned earlier, the average NFL player who gets concussed is out for 19 days. We are all expecting Mahomes to come back in seven. Do you think that'll be on the level? Yeah, I mean, I think it's going to be on the level. I think, look, if you're a Bills fan, I feel like they're they're really, like, big, good football fans, and I feel like they want to beat Mahomes. Like, I honestly yeah. think even deep down they would prefer to beat Mahomes than to have to, like, play Chad Henney. And, look, asterisk, you can talk about it all you want, I know, I'm sure they want the Super Bowl, but I think, like, deep down, they want to show that they can beat Mahomes and beat nah, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. Nah, nah. There's no, no way in hell. I've been to Buffalo many times before. They want to beat Tom Brady. And it is making them moist right now, thinking about, like, Tom Brady leaving New England, and then they got to still face him in the Super Bowl. Like, they got, we finally got rid of Brady. They finally got good. And now, God damn it, he's right there again. That, I swear to God, it's storybook. It's going to happen. It's going to be Buffalo. Hey, and there's no way they want Mahomes. Mahomes is too good, and that's a big drop-off to Chad Henney. I, would, I don't even know what the line well, – how many points will it mean if Mahomes does not play? Like, five? I mean, it's got to be – More than that, I bet. I mean, so it opened at – Chiefs minus four, like before, like before. So the, the super book in Las Vegas, which is really like kind of, they open the lines first. They put the line out at Chiefs minus four before Mahomes got hurt. After Mahomes got hurt. Now it's like Chiefs by like two and a half or three or so. So the, the market expectation is that he is going to play. Um, like it's probably like a 70 or 80% chance that he plays just based on my reading of the market. I think that if he doesn't play, the bills are favored by up to three or four points. So I think it could be like an eight point swing. 
on the road. You think the Bills will be three or four point favorites in Kansas City if Chad Henney's the QB? I do. I mean, the Bills have been really good. Like it's almost been a little bit under the radar, but I think like Josh Allen has been the third best quarterback in the league this year after Rodgers and Mahomes. And so I think that like the, the books will give him a lot of credit. I mean, they were favored. I granted it was at home, but they were favored over a Ravens team, like where the administration of like John Harbaugh has like won the Super Bowl and gotten to the Super Bowl. I know they haven't done that with Lamar Jackson, but I mean, considering that, the respect that the Bills had in yesterday, in Saturday's game, I think that they would be favored by two, three, four points over a Chad Henney Chiefs team. You know what? The NFL can't lose. Someone's going to lose, but the NFL can't lose because you got you know four quarterbacks. You know, just great quarterbacks, entertaining quarterbacks. Brady. You got so many themes going into the Super Bowl, whether it's Brady or Rogers, Mahomes or Josh Allen, Bills, Bucks. Is what I'm rooting for. Bills Buck, that you too, Turtle Boy, right? Bills Buck. Bills Bucks. Uh, I mean, we're New Englanders, though. You know. What yeah, I, mean? I think you got to root for Brady. And like the the thing is, though, you're totally right. I mean, not even just this year. Look, go to like ProFootballReference.com and look at the teams that you expect to be boring next year. They just added Trevor Lawrence and Urban Meyer to the most boring team. You might not find three or four teams that you're like, I don't have any interest in watching them if they're on a Thursday night. Think about like three or four years ago. that's That's the Texans next year, by the way. I mean, if they get rid of Watson, yes, that's. That. But if they keep Watson, then they're still an exciting team to watch. They might play hardball. They have him signed for four or five years. I mean, he can be a real pest all he wants. But if they don't budge, is he going to stay home? I don't. You know. can't. You can't trade Deshaun Watson. I think that's nuts. I mean, he might, maybe he'll kick his way out of town, but that's the first thing you're going to do uh, if you're Nick Casario. You're going to go to uh, 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 Houston and trade. Deshaun Watson. If the Jets offer the number two overall pick, Seattle's pick from the Jamal Adams trade, and their first round pick next year, I think you have to at least consider that. Three first round picks, including the overall number two? If they offer that, I mean, the Jets can afford to do that for two reasons. First of all, they have like $100 million in cap space, so they can add players to put around Watson without doing it through the draft. And, like, they also can get something back potentially for Sam Darnold and recoup some of the pick that they give up. Or they could give up two firsts and Darnold or something. I mean, the Jets and the Dolphins both have pretty compelling trade offers with the second and third overall picks in the draft as the um, centerpiece of them that the Texans would have to at least listen. Why would you want to play for? The, why would you want to leave the Texans to go to the Jets? The Jets suck. Yeah, why does he want to leave the Texans? Is this is this about politics? I think so. No, no, it's not. It's not about Trump. It's not about politics. It's that he thinks that Jack Easterby is a con artist. And there, I've seen a lot of people from New England who think that Easterby was the main source behind all of those ESPN stories about Patriots discord. You've noticed like this year, the Patriots have had like a very trying season. Have you seen any stories about discord behind the scenes? Uh, it's a good point. Although no one really cares. <laughs> I just remember like the, you know, years ago, uh, maybe a year or two ago, the, the Texans owner called, said something about the inmates running the asylum. Remember right. that? Yeah, but he died. 
Yeah, he died, but his family still owns the franchise, no? Yeah, they do, but I mean, like, I don't know. I, I don't mean. Um, I think that, I mean, if you haven't read it yet, um, Jenny Ventis and Greg Bishop at Sports Illustrated wrote, like, a renewed, like, very detailed piece about how um, Easterby and McNair hired, like, a search committee to, like, that included, like, Tony Dungy and Jimmy Johnson. They made recommendations. The um, Easterby and McNair totally ignored the recommendations and just went and hired um, Casario, who has the same agent as Easterby, and without, like, consulting anybody. And I think that, like that Watson is a pretty like legitimate reason to be upset just based on all of those details. So I, I think just because they uh, traded DeAndre Hopkins, he has a legit reason to be, uh, to be upset with his team, but it'll be, you know what? It'll be the biggest story in the off season because the jets are involved. The dolphins are involved and, and, and Watson is a, is a budding star. So it'll be a huge story. We'll see what happens. I know, I know the Patriots won't be in on it. Correct. You don't think the Patriots will be in on it. I don't. I mean, if the if the Dolphins and the Jets really want Deshaun Watson, yeah. there's nobody that can compete with the trade offers that they can send because they both like the Jets pick two, the Dolphins pick three because they have the Texans pick from the Laramie Tunsil trade, right. and so they have they both have two first round picks this year. And if they want to offer that, there's nothing that anybody else can do to match that type of package. I will right, we'll be watching it and we'll be reading, reading all about it on Outkick. Uh, Ryan Glassbeagle. Did I have that right? Yeah. Ryan Glass sitting there in his uh, shrine to the Green Bay Packers. I guess, <laughs> I guess we're not going to pretend you're uh, not biased. He's, no, uh, I'm, I'm, I am biased, but I usually get pretty nervous for Packers games. This time, I think it's a disrespectful line. Disrespectful line. All right, we'll see what happens. God knows the whole world will be watching. It's going to be the highest rated conference championship game ever. Brady versus Rodgers. Can't wait. All right, Ryan Glass Beagle from Outkick. Thanks for joining us, Ryan. We will do it again. We'll talk to you. Thank you. Appreciate it, Jerry. Have a good one. You too, Ryan. Good luck to your Packers. By the way, the same Sports Illustrated story that he was referencing, Easterby is trying to say that Bob Kraft and the Kraft family are responsible for planting all these Houston rumors. That's his. That's the that's the rumors around Houston. Is that Bob Kraft planting what rumors? All the shit that's going on with Deshaun Watson. That the Kraft uh-huh. family is just spreading all this stuff to all the news media. Uh, you know, at that point, if that's the case, then obviously the Patriots are out on the situation. So I don't Good know point. if that helps the yeah. Patriots in any way. So he he seems like a whack job of all. I mean, I I don't think they'd be in on it. He's right. Ryan is right. The the Jets, Jets and Dolphins have, have much more to offer. You know, the Patriots desperately need a quarterback, but uh, they don't have nearly enough to offer, certainly not as good of uh, draft picks as the Dolphins, but but he could be in the AFC East. He could be in New York or be in Miami, and uh, once again, you'll have the worst quarterback in the division, just like he did this year, <laughs> which is not good, and meanwhile, Tom Brady will go to the Super Bowl, and he'll be favored, won't he? If Brady goes against the Bills in the Super Bowl, he'll be favored to win the freaking Super Bowl at 43. Just an amazing Amazing accomplishment. Even after all these years, you look at it, it's just incredible that he's still doing it at that age. And all the rest of them are getting old, including Drew Brees and Ben Roethlisberger. And hell, again, guys like Eli Manning are already gone. He's four, four years younger than Brady, I believe, four or five years younger, and he's already gone. But 
Anyway, that'll do it. Brady, Rogers, Mahomes, Josh Allen, big football Sunday coming up. This is the best football day. Sunday, two conference championships games. Can't wait. All right, thanks to uh, Ryan Glassbeagle from Outkick, and thanks to Turtle Boy. You can read his blog at tbdailynews.com. He's got some good stuff on there from over the weekend. Uh, and thanks to Shake Concrete and DCU and Allied Paving, and thanks to uh, GovX.com, all our wonderful sponsors. Anything else, Cullinane? Well, we didn't. Uh, it was a long show. We didn't get a chance to talk about Justin Thomas already paying the price again. I know. That, yeah, that is amazing. Yeah. We'll do it tomorrow. He lost one big sponsor because he let slip a dumb little playground taunt or or a uh, homophobic slur or both, whatever. We could talk about that with Reamer. Reamer and I got into that last week. I think, uh, I think it's overkill, losing sponsors for just blurting out one word and then apologizing profusely. But we can get into that uh, uh, tomorrow. Um, uh, you got your work cut out for you. You got some editing to do. Um, uh, I'd like to hear from the, uh, QAnon shaman, find some sound from the QAnon shaman since he's, you know, leading the interaction. Maybe he'll win. Maybe they'll actually overthrow the government and he'll be, uh, our next president. So we should hear from him and some of the other losers who stormed the Capitol, but we will uh, keep an eye on that too. I'm Jerry Callahan. This is the Callahan Podcast, and we will do it again tomorrow. Why am I stopping? No one else stops. I don't. Can I go home? The Jerry Callahan Podcast. Look, staying healthy isn't easy. Watching your diet, hitting the gym, avoiding stress. But a good night's rest helps boost your overall health and wellness. And it couldn't be easier. The new Sleep Number 360 Smart Bed is the only bed that effortlessly adjusts and responds to both of you. The result? You wake up ready for anything. Proven quality sleep is life-changing sleep. During our lowest prices of the season, the new Queen Sleep Number 360 C2 Smart Bed is only $8.99. Only for a limited time. To learn more, go to sleepnumber.com.